Take two. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We're going to try something just a little bit different. Okay. One, two, get down. <laughs> Happy Black History Month out there, y'all. I mean, I'm black every month, but in February, I'm blackly black, okay? <laughs> I wanted to start this off by paying homage to one of the dopest, one of the most amazing artists of all time, James Brown. The architect is what Look I call me. him, because he's the architect of hip-hop. It would, it would be see. no hip-hop without James Brown. That's just me. I mean, he was basically see, saying, you know the vibes. This was, you know the vibes before you know the vibes, okay? So I hate to, I hate to cut this short, but I'm going to have to go ahead and get into the episode. Welcome, 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 y'all, to episode eight, okay, of the of the uh, Anything About Everything podcast. I am your host, Miss Jet, a.k.a. The Muse, a.k.a. Pink Lady, a.k.a. Quadzilla. That is actually a name. <laughs> that a few people that I used to live with um, actually call me in the work center because my quads are like out of control. But anyways, moving on. Shout out to the day one listeners. Shout out to the new listeners. Shout out to the blue and white collar workers. Shout out to the college students. Uh, shout out to the veterans, the athletes, the former athletes, the soon to be athletes. <laughs> shout out to those who know how to play their position too. Listen, we don't talk about it enough, but um, the Bulls wouldn't have been the Bulls without Dennis Rodman. Okay, you need a Rodman on your team. All right. Dennis never gave a fuck about a free throw. He only cared about boards. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, so I just wanted to give a shout out to, you know, those people who are on my team who have been supporting me since day one and even before day one, even before the start of this podcast. I really do love and uh, appreciate you guys. So moving on to the drink of the pod. This week I'm sipping on a Santa Margarita from the hills of Italy, honey. Both of my pinkies are up because this is super bougie. It's a Shanti Classico. Not a Shanti, a Shanti. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's a 2016 vintage. It's super yummy, super light. It's light for a, a red. Very light for a red. Very yummy and tasty. So, um, yeah, no, go on down to the package store or wherever it is that you frequent to get your alcoholic beverages, honey. Sprint on down and get and pick up uh, some Santa Margaritas. Very, very yummy. All right. So, with that being said, moving on to the songs of the pod. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you consume your podcast content. And now, let's get back to the show. Moving on to the songs of the pod. Listen, listen, listen. I know I can be everywhere when it comes to the songs of the pod. It doesn't matter. Eventually, some rock is going to get played on here. Just so y'all know. Um, Listen, I love music. I can't help myself. (laughs) I really cannot. So, uh, especially when I find a joint like this. And let me tell you something. My Jazam. I found this yesterday. I already I had the songs picked and everything. And I was like, oh, this is getting added. I'm sorry. This is too fire for it to not be on the songs of the pod. It's going to be there. So, listen. This is my vibe right here. Let's explore. Shall we? <laughs> my jam. 
I've had this on repeat. You hear me? Repeat. Her voice is almost Alvin and the Chipmunks. They they bought it back. The engineer bought it back. Shout out to the engineers making y'all sound like y'all got a voice. Half of y'all can't sing acapella. We know. <laughs> but no, she has a lovely voice. Absolutely lovely voice. That was Gwen Bunn with yours. I, I mean, ugh, listen. Oh, I just, I just love her. I just love something I can just vibe to. Just a, a melodic tune. Um, so, anyways, moving on. In honor of Aquarius season, this song kind of came up across my my timeline the other night, and I was like, oh my god, I should add this. And since we're gonna be talking about Black History Month, it is Aquarius season, and I learned something. I learned a fact about Black History Month. I'm gonna share with y'all a little bit later, but. In honor of the Aquarians that I have listening to this podcast, I wanted to play a song by Tinashe called Aquarius. This is, I mean, it's such a vibe too. Such a vibe. Such a vibe. Hey. I, I don't know if I've ever met an Aquarius that's this laid back though. That's, the only, that's my only beef with this song. Because half of the Aquarius I know, like, if they are laid back, it's for a very short time. It's like 0 to 100 real quick. Like, Libras and Geminis, yeah, we're, we're pretty chill until somebody, like, heats us up real bad. But Aquarius, it don't even take much. He's be like, yo, what you said? <laughs> yo, what time? What? I don't like how your face look right now. Fix it. Before I fix it for you. Every Aquarius I know is mad spicy. Mad spicy. Y'all know, y'all know I can play slow jams all all night. It's a it's a thing. I mean, I can't help myself. I mean, I can, but not really. No, I don't really want to. <laughs> but anyways, that was Tanache with Aquarius. So moving on to the next song of the pod. I'm, a, I'm only going to play a couple more. I promise it's not going to be that bad. <laughs> I'm not going to hit y'all like I did two weeks ago when it was like, yo, she's playing music for 45 minutes straight. This is a bit much. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyways, moving on. So the next song of the pod, this girl, she's kind of giving me Rihanna vibes, uh, Shansia vibes. Her name is Tia Mar. So T-E-A-M-A-R-R-R. Y'all artists got to stop with this shit. How y'all spelling y'all names? Look, nobody can find you, bro. Jesus Christ. I mean, since we're never getting a Rihanna album, we might as well give some other artists a chance. Real spicy on this. Real spicy. The song's like oxtail juice. It's just. Mm. <laughs> Put it in my mouth. <laughs> the oxtail juice. Nasty fuck. <laughs> it's my shit. I haven't had 
making oxtails for so long. Cool making oxtails. Cool oh my god, I want some so bad. I heard there's an oxtail spot around here. I'm about to check it out. You know, I was spoiled up in New York. Um, but anyways, moving on to the last uh, official song of the pie. Since um, it is Jay Dilla's birthday, well. It's the anniversary of his death and his birthday. How weird is that? Um, I wanted to play a song, one of my favorite song, Jay, Jay Dilla songs. Um, it's called Crushing. It's off of his Rough Draft uh, album. I think this was the album. It might have been an EP, but it's, it's one of my favorite joints by him. I mean, the beat is so hard. He was one of the dopest yeah, producers ever. Catch a glimpse of the fifth, turn Without him, there's no common. Like, I mean, was, anyway, I didn't even want to do y'all. He's amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. It's weird. He died like three days. Uh, I think it was after his birthday. He was born on February 7th. But anyway, I just wanted to throw a little shade to him there because what a vibe. What an artist, what a producer, what a rapper. And, you know, hip-hop lost lost one when we lost him. So um, I really just wanted to pay homage to Jay Dilla for a hot second and just say thank you for all the contributions that you've made to hip-hop. You're truly amazing. You're truly blessed among music heads everywhere. So moving on to the last song of the pod. So, well, it's not even the song of the pod. It's impossible. And the reason why, it's just an old song that I just wanted to play. Because I saw this artist um, actually sitting down with a piano just singing. And I was like, oh my God, he's, A, he's alive. He sounds great. He doesn't look like he's hooked on drugs or anything. You know, uh, artists from the 80s, it's it's hit or miss. You never know what you're going to get when you see them. It's either, oh my God, he looks great. Or she looks great. Or it's, oh, <laughs> that's fucking tragic. So... Yeah, no, this is El DeBarge with All This Love. One of my favorite, favorite songs by him. It's actually one of my favorite love songs of all time. Probably because it sounds so fucking sad. The melody is sad as fuck. So sad. Like, he seems like real conflicted. For some reason, I don't know why. This is... He was really waiting on her. I don't know who he was waiting on, but... You ever want to love somebody and they just don't want to let you? That shit's annoying. <laughs> you be like, yo, are you stupid? Oh my God. Just let me love you. Oh my God. <laughs> Niggas be hard-headed. Women are hard headed too, though. We are. He sounded so sad, though. I don't know why I connected um, on such a real level, but I don't know. Something about the melody that just always put me in my feelings. It's just I always, just like he, he said he had problems.
and you know, no one could see them to solve them. But anyways, uh, those were the songs of the pod. I really hope that you guys, you know, found a new artist or found some old, you know, rediscovered some old shit. Cause really that's what it's all about. I mean, some of these newer artists, they, their melodies are just so beautiful. And, um, I just love the melodic feel that they're able to bring to the table. So I figure I would share, especially that Gwen, Gwen Bunn. Jesus, what a song. And we'll be right back with the Pop and Bob segment. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you consume your podcast content. And now let's get back to the show. Just a few things, just a few things uh, for the congregation here today. Um, the Silhouette Challenge is uh, basically, it's like Busted Challenge 2.0. It's like the next... <laughs> Y'all keep coming up with these these challenges. Really, really creative stuff that's going on. And I listen, I'm I'm no one to tell you what to do at all. If you want to, you know, have your have your body down to the TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. Hey, that's your business, that's your prerogative. Live your truth and your life, okay? But um I would be remiss if I just didn't give this little uh this little, you know, PSA. Okay, this service announcement for your consideration. There are creeps out there that, and that's what you niggas are. If you're doing this, just know you're a fucking creep. And I said it. So um, there are creeps out there that are actually removing the filter so that they can see everything. You know, um, some of the women have, and men, because I've seen men do it too. Uh, some of the men and women have been, you know, completely nude and they're removing the filters so they they can see everything. The point of the fucking silhouette challenge is for it to remain a silhouette. Okay. And just because somebody lets you see them in a, in a uh, particular lighting, or even if they have on a particular outfit, that doesn't mean that they want you to see them naked. You niggas are weird. Okay. All right. Let me just be the first to fucking say, not the first to say it, but I'll, I'll, I'll be the second. All right. You niggas are mad weird. If somebody wants to let you see them naked, they'll, they'll send you the nude nigga. Okay. Don't remove the fucking filter just because, you know, you, you think it's, you, you know, you think it's okay to do so. It's not. Okay, it's weird. There are mad women on the internet that are willing to show their bodies for the free. Okay, go ahead, go down to their pages and go get your life. But for the rest of the women that want to have some sort of, you know, anonymity or they just don't want to show their bodies for whatever reason, if they want to be on TikTok doing the silhouette challenge, let women have fun. Let let men have fun. Let these people have fun. So that way, you know, they can just go on and live their life and participate in the challenge and have fun. But now you're making it weird because you're fucking removing the filter and posting their nudes like fucking weirdos. That's all I have to say. Oh, and another thing, let young people grow up and do their thing. Chloe is told, okay, so this, it just gets me so irritated because I know half of us that, you know, were 20 back in the day. If you were 20 back in 2007, you old as fuck now. Okay. That myself included. Okay. I, I, that's why I said before that I'm in, you know, that I'm co-chair of the auntie delegation. Okay. Here in Pensacola, Florida. All right. I'm chairwoman. All right, co-chair, keynote speaker. All right. Now, with that being said, we had our fun before, you know, the social media craze. Like we remember MySpace. Like if you remember MySpace, shut up. All right. Don't don't come on, on, on go on Chloe's page talking about you need to be more classy and you need to not show your body and then and then put some clothes on. Shut up. Okay. Shut up. 
Don't put your own insecurities and your own, you know, uh, way of thinking onto that girl. If she want to be down to the TikTok or down to Instagram showing her, her showing her little body. That's what she, that's her prerogative to do. Okay. She's 22. Half of us, we wouldn't even, <laughs> none of us, a lot of us do not want what the fuck we were doing at 22 to come out. Okay. Chloe is an amazing singer, amazing performer, a dope ass content creator. And that's what content creators do. They create content. Okay, so and not only that, I I saw somebody say uh, God didn't give Chloe that body for her to take ne neck up selfies. It's true. Okay, like if, if, if she wants to show the body that God gave her, then guess what? That's her prerogative to do so. The rest of y'all be best. Okay, and Chloe, I hope if you ever hear this, sis, just know that your auntie Jet, what <laughs> your auntie Jet said, do your thing, boo boo. Don't worry about what the fuck these eggheads are saying with their 32 followers. Okay, listen, they don't matter, obviously. Consider the source of the critique. Sometimes motherfuckers will critique you because they can't be you. And that's just facts. Okay? So anyways, moving on to the last topic of the pop the pop and bop segment. Um, listen, this this story was <laughs> this is tragic in so this is ridiculous. It's, I want to say it's tragic, but it's, it's not. It's stupid. So down to Shade Room, they posted a story about a girl who used Gorilla Glue as hairspray to, you know, keep down the flyaways and, you know, just as a, as a top off. Um, I just need everybody to understand what, what Gorilla Glue is. Gorilla Glue is the glue that niggas use for home improvements, okay? You do this when you're trying to put your chair back together, you know, maybe you want to, uh, you know, seal up your roof, okay? Make sure that, you know, maybe plug up some holes from a fucking hurricane. This is the glue that sis said, yeah, no, I'm going to use that. <laughs> that makes sense. Nowhere on there does it say, yo, safe for hair care usage. Like it's, it's just not, it's not. And I just need everybody to understand how ridiculous it is. And this was, it's not, I, I can't, the reason why I can't say it's a tragedy is because she chose to do this shit. They never have fucking got to be hairspray next to the Gorilla Glue. So I, wh where did you think that this was going to be like, cool? Half of the time, it's not even in the same store. You got to make a second trip. Like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Like, I I really, maybe this speaks to like lack of organizational skills. Cause maybe, maybe the gorilla, I'm trying to shoot her some bail, but I'm really, I'm running out of money uh, here. Maybe she had the gorilla glue in the bathroom with the hairspray. But even then I'm like, why would it be there? Like why? And even if it was there, that's like saying, yo, I ran out of contact lenses uh, uh, contact lens solution. So, you know, I just figured, you know, Windex was the next best thing. It cleans glasses, right? No, <laughs> like, no. Next thing you know, they got to pull your fucking contact lens out of your eye because it's sealed to your eyeball. Like girl, oh my God. Some of y'all need to learn how to read the labels. Okay. If it's, if it's used for, you know, <laughs> Putting a fucking desk drawer back together, it's it's probably not safe for your hair, sis. And I know I like I know a lot of people have been laughing at her and say she did this shit for cloud or whatever. I really don't think she did. I, I really don't. I think she was that stupid. <laughs> like I'm sorry. Because 
And the thing about it is, is this is not the first time I've seen somebody using Gorilla Glue for hair care uh, products. The other day I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw a, um, a hairstylist making a wig and she used Gorilla Glue. And I, I, being someone who is familiar with the product, I'm like, that doesn't seem safe. It just doesn't. But the reason why I was like, okay, well, I shot her a little bit of mail, bail too. I was like, this is why I'm running out of money for, you know, shooting you niggas bail. I was like, well, maybe because it's a wig, you know, maybe. Even then, though, because if the chemicals get on your hair, that's if, if they melt at all. Like, I mean, it shouldn't. But if it does, what are you going to do? You're going to be looking like sis. That's got the cartoon hair. She's got the cartoon hair now. She got the Potter Puff, the Powerpuff Girl hair now. Her shit don't move at all. Like it's it's glued to the scalp now. She she got she got Barbie hair, Ken hair actually, because Barbie had Barbie shit moves. Ken's didn't move. She's got Ken hair now. Sad. <laughs> it's very sad. I'm trying not to laugh at her, but this is this is just a mess on so many levels. I can't I can't deal. But anyway, so let this be a lesson. To all of you out there, if it's not sold at Sally's or or down to the Korean hair place or if it's not in the hair section at Target, don't put it on your fucking head because it's it's not it's not a good it's not a good idea. That's all I have to say about that. Listen to your auntie Jet now, okay? Your auntie says, let's let's think smarter and not hard not and not harder. Now she's down to the doctor's office trying to get this shit out of her head, okay? So anyways, moving on to the value-added conversation. The value-added conversation is fastly becoming one of my, it's my, I don't want to say it's my favorite segment, but it's, it's close. Well, since it is the start of Black History Month, it's the first podcast of Black History Month, I wanted to do something a little bit different because I believe that Black people, uh, especially in the United States, but also, you know, in the world period globally have contributed so much to civilization and added value in so many different ways that I wanted to highlight how this month came to be, okay? Um, all the information that you will hear uh, was found on AfricanAmericanHistoryMonth.gov. So, you know, take that with, I don't want to say a grain of salt, because they are, they are a government-sponsored uh, website, and, you know, they're well-researched, well-funded, and they are supposed to be uh, the keepers of historical record as it pertains to um, African-American History Month, right? So, in 1925, Carter G. Woodson... Um, was a, he was a scholar and, and uh, among other things, he tried he wanted to raise awareness um, as it pertains to the societal contri uh, contributions that African Americans had, you know, made to to the United States and to the world. Okay, so which led to him petitioning uh, for African American Week. It started off as a week. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that at all. So, you know, it's it's kind of nice, you know, to you know, learning has occurred. So, many of us have often wondered why February. Like, I've wondered this fucking question many, many times. One, I mean, black people, we are a tropical people. Okay? Most of us don't like the cold, all right? I mean, we came from Africa for God, for Christ's sake. Like, we're we're on the fucking equator, all right? So, anyways, the reason why February was chosen because um, it was actually to commemorate two historical figures 
who contributed significantly to the ending of slavery and to the advancement of African-Americans. Those two people, both Aquarius, by the way, Aquarians, excuse me, uh, President Abraham Lincoln, who was born on February 12th, 1809, and Frederick Douglass, uh, February 20th, 1895. If you haven't read his book, I highly suggest it, okay? His book, Narrative of the Life of Frederick Douglass, an American Slave, it's an amazing read. Um, you know, I we oftentimes hear about slavery, but I don't think that I understood just the um, like the the sheer gravity of the impact that it had on African Americans during that time, um, the brutality of it, the cruelty of it, um, not being not I don't think I fully understood the whole not being treated as a human part you know, down to not being given clothes in the wintertime because he was a slave up in Maryland. It gets very cold in Maryland. Yeah, they didn't have bubble coats, okay? Um, the same with the shoes. A lot of them didn't have shoes, and if they did, you got one pair for the year, and if you tow those up, then oh well. You know what I'm saying? Like, the same with pants. Like, I don't think I took that into consideration that just the sheer fact of, like, where you were a slave drastically changed how you were treated and and your life experience during that you know during that time or during the time of slavery so if you haven't read that book i highly suggest it it's, it's an amazing read the narrative of the life of frederick Douglass and a an american a slave so um <laughs> after that okay so after the awakening, sorry, I had that squirrel moment. <laughs> okay, so after the awakening of the African American consciousness, uh, and also the consciousness of many people in the nation, there were white philanthropists and, and scholars that supported uh, civil rights and, and stuff like that in the 1960s. It was thought that perhaps a week was too short. Okay, so it took a while. <laughs> it took a while, but in 1976 during the um, bicentennial of the of, of our nation, um, Black History Month was uh, made official, okay, and uh, American, uh, and was to be observed uh, federally and, and at the state level as well. I just wanted to end this segment by saying that, you know, the his, history, Black history is American history. Um, and American history is black history because we are intertwined. Okay. We are a lot of our stories. We cannot separate those two. So like when the reason why I wanted to have this conversation or just give this little Ted talk. Okay. is because it's important for us to understand why black history month even came to be and, and why it's still a thing to this day. You know, there are people in the United States that have never seen a black person. And if all they see are highlights on Fox News, I fucking understand why they're terrified. Because Fox News specifically and some of the other outlets in general have a, a tendency to paint black people as hyper aggressive, angry, violent, rapists, like thieves, things like that. And if that's all you see, then that's then you're going to believe whatever it is that you're told about African-Americans. Then when someone says, hey, Black Lives Matter, then it's like, oh, well, I mean, why do they matter? You know what I'm saying? Like they're going to have, that's, that's where that fucking response comes from. So it is important to highlight, um, you know, the contributions of African-Americans. Like we do more than play sports, bro. 
Okay, let it be known. We do more than play sports. We're be- we're we're not just athletes and musicians, and and uh and and actors. Okay, black people are nurses. Black people are doctors. Black people are philanthropists uh, and scholars, as well as you know, as well as HR professionals. <laughs> <laughs> and store managers and uh, and everything else. We know that's why the people keep saying, "Hey, black people are not a monolith. No group of people is." So this is why Black History Month is so important. And even though you might know some black people in your inner circle, there are some people in this nation who don't simply because it's a it's a proximity thing. They don't know any because there's none around. When's the last time you seen a nigga in Wisconsin? Okay, there might be five. <laughs> okay. All right. Just like when I was talking to my bro and he was talking about, hey, you know, he doesn't necessarily live in North Dakota, but he has to go there for work. And when he does, he's the only one. So, you know, this is why it's important. So, you know, there there's still that that narrative like, oh, Black History Month is not important anymore because we had a black president. That's bullshit. So, anyways. That's why I wanted to have this talk and just kind of give a little bit of background as it pertains to the inception of Black History Month. I mean, of course, I'm black 12 months out of the year, 13, really. (laughs) I'm just playing. But um, I'm extra black black during Black History Month. So during this time, I want to highlight at least one um, African-American who I think, you know, deserves to be highlighted during this time. This excuse me my first person that I'd like to highlight during this time um, is is an author by the name of Isabel Wilkerson I love her work um, she's uh, a brilliant brilliant author she used to be um, she's a New York Times bestseller and if you haven't read her book cast it's truly amazing and it kind of it frames uh, racism in the form of uh, it being an American caste system, right? Like a caste system that they have in India and some of these other places. And it, and it, she shows parallels uh, between the castes or between, you know, the different societies and how it's damaging, not only to the people on the bottom, but the people on the top as well. So her work is just brilliant. And I highly, highly it, 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 don't get me wrong, it's lengthy, <laughs> Okay, it's it's a long read, but um, totally worth it if you are into, um, you know, books on the subject. So anyways, moving on to the You've Got Mail segment. Remember to submit your questions to anythingabouteverythingpod at gmail.com. That's anythingabouteverythingpod at gmail.com. Or you can also submit your questions to anythingabouteverythingpod on Instagram. And now let's get back to the show. Welcome to the You've Got Mail segment. Um, some of you have actually told me that this is your favorite segment. So thank you for that. <laughs> uh, so we have two letters this week. It says, uh, the first one is, hey, AAE, hello. Love the pod. I've been meaning to reach out to you since the episode where old girl said her man wouldn't eat her out. Oh, well, a lot of people remember that one. <laughs> I'm a woman who was on the opposite end of the spectrum in that scenario. Hmm. My man, now my ex, recently broke up with me because I wouldn't give him head. I felt like it was disrespectful and degrading. Do you think he was seriously justified for leaving me? What about my feelings on the subject? Is oral sex that important? Thanks. I'm going to give you a pseudonym, um, Lisa Turtle. 
<laughs> you giving me Lisa Turtle vibes. Yeah, your man was justified for leaving you. I'm sorry. Y'all don't mean to laugh, but sis, like it's 2021. Like I, I know the year that should, you know, there are still some people out there that are hella sheltered. Uh, I, I sat next to a 45 year old virgin in my first semester of human sexuality. She was told that if she held hands with a man, she would get pregnant and be shamed forever. So I get that there are some people that are still very sheltered out there. And I would just like to point out that that lady, that 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 lady, that that woman was also single because after a certain point in life, there are certain, a lot of men are simply like, hey, listen, I don't have time to teach you what you should have learned. Um, do I think that he was justified for leaving? And listen, for some people, that is a must. It is a must. Um, he's not even, I don't even, I don't know if he wanted you to be particularly skilled at that, but you know, I'm sure it would be nice because like I've said before, there's nothing worse, absolutely nothing worse than lackluster oral. So, um, yeah, do I think that he was justified? I think he had a valid reason. And if he think he knew he couldn't be happy in the relationship without that, then yes. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Um, what about your feelings on the subject? Yeah, I mean, your feelings are, I mean, like for some women, they really just don't want to do it for whatever reason, whether it be religious beliefs or, um, you know, they just, you know, they're conditioned to believe that it, it will paint you in a certain light. I'm not here to judge you. I'm just saying that, you know, you might want to unpack why you find it disrespectful and degrading. You know what I mean? And um, because for some women, you know, it's, it's all about perspective, right? For some women, that act is empowering and gives them an opportunity to, for lack of a better words, have her man by the balls, okay, in more ways than one. So I really think that you got to unpack why you think that it's disrespectful and degrading when in reality you are showing your person um, whether it's your man or your partner or your, you know, your FWB, whatever, you're showing that person affection in a way that, you know, both of you can enjoy because it's good. It's great for the, the, the giver as well, as well as the receiver. I mean, it's a, if you're doing it right, it's a fucking power trip. I'm just saying, like, you should feel like Thanos, okay, <laughs> with all five, with all five stones, <laughs> you know, like, you should really feel like fucking Thanos, like, yeah, nah, you got the time stone, you got, I mean, all that, you know what I mean, you got the, and, and then if you snatch his soul, son, listen, it's different, <laughs> it's different. So it, you say, is, is oral sex that important? Listen, there are niggas who have thrown their lives and their marriages away because, you know, they, they found somebody that was uh, an absolute assassin. So I'm not saying that it's that necessarily that important, but for some people, that's that's a make or break. You know what I mean? Like they might they might be able to overlook some shit in a relationship if the girl is good at that. <laughs> so um, I would just encourage you to kind of unpack why you find it um, disrespectful and degrading because I don't know. I mean, I, that's just not my experience. I don't, I don't quite get why you see it that way, but you know, that's neither here nor there, sis. Please do write back and let us know how things go. I really, I'm, I'm serious it's really not that your feelings are not valid. Both of your, both of you, his and yours are both valid. 
but um, you seem to be hurt that he wasn't able to compromise on this topic, uh, on this subject or in this act, but he felt like he shouldn't have to. And if, I mean, I don't know how old you are because you didn't say in the letter, but he's probably saying, listen, I'm not going through life, you know, with a partner that doesn't want to put their mouth on me. Like, like I'm not doing it. And if kudos to him for actually knowing, hey, this is not going to work. Some people will ride it out with you, play with your time, you know, play in your face, whatever. And, you know, all the while knowing that you're not the one for them for whatever reason. He just said, hey, I'm going to cut ties now because this is not going to work. Like if you don't want to open up sexually and you don't want to do that, like for whatever reason, I'm just going to cut ties now. And I mean, is it that important to him? It is. <laughs> so who am me to judge? All right. Who am me? All right. So thank you, Lisa Turtle. <laughs> right. Please do write back to the AEE. AAE podcast, all right, the Anything About Everything podcast, where we provide judgment-free information and, and, and you know, advice. <laughs> so moving on to the next, um, the next question. This one's kind of a personal one, but I still wanted to read it anyway. It said, um, it, and, and it reads, hey, Anything About Everything, so awesome what you're doing. Love your contribution to the podcast space. This may be a bit of a personal question. If it's too personal, feel free to not answer. Believe me, I would not answer if it was too personal. Um, I heard you mention being a former submissive. I'm just curious. Do you think being a uh, a submissive furthers or hinders the feminist movement slash agenda? Really just curious. Signed, I'm going to give you a pseudonym. Let's go. Let's go with Carrie Bradshaw. Okay. I don't know if you're into shoes, but I am. So... Carrie, honey, um, your question is an interesting one because it seems as though you, you're assuming that all submissives are feminine or, and, or women, and nothing could be further from the truth. (laughs) Okay. Um, also I don't think that it hinders. So that was just addressing that kind of assumption. Like I said, I don't know. Um, do I think it hinders or furthers the, the feminist movement? I think it depends on the relationship, but I think in general, most submissives that I know or have in- interacted with feel incredibly empowered um, by being, by identifying as a submissive. Why? Because the submissive has all the control when as it pertains to the, the real relationship. Um, they decide whether or not they want to be there. They decide, they decide where, where they are touched, where they are not touched, what acts to perform, what acts not to perform. If, if he or she says, listen, I don't want to fuck with it. That, that, that's down on that. That's a hard limit. It is what it is. And either you can roll with it or you can find another submissive, but that's just that on that. So I don't know if I understand like how you could even think that it's, that it hinders the the feminist movement you know as it pertains to empowering women because really it puts it puts the onus on the woman for her to you know a admit that he or she and i'm just gonna speak in general i'm just gonna speak specifically about women right now even though men can be submissive as well 
Um, it puts the onus on the woman to for her to actually be okay with exploring herself, um, not just her sexuality, but herself. Um, it puts the onus on the woman to set to to really do the soul searching and say, am I okay with this? Um, how will I feel about doing this act? How will I, you know, how will I be able to look at myself in the mirror if I do this act? And if, and if I can, if I can do this act and then move forward throughout the day, listen, you can take over the fucking world. I mean, seriously, most women, most submissives I know, they feel like conquerors. They feel like, you know, they, like, honestly, they feel like, they feel like Goliath, <laughs> really. Um, yes, they have someone that they might, you know, that they listen to or that, you know, is the quote unquote dominant or the top, but they gave them that power and that's because it was theirs to begin with. Um, also, uh, I would just like to say that, you know, being a, a submissive, I, even though like my marriage is vanilla, I'm still very submissive when it comes to my husband. But that's because I enjoy being submissive. That's just me. That's part of my personality. And I like being that way in relationships. Um, but I also would like to say that if, if you know, you're not, you don't, you're not submissive to everybody. Just because you identify as being submissive does not mean that every guy that comes along gets that out of you. That's not the case. You know what I mean? Um, a person has to bring that out of you. And the only way that they can do that is to... Um, foster an environment of extreme trust, extreme trust. So, you know, um, to, to submit to somebody means that I trust you enough to make decisions for me as someone who identifies as an alpha submissive, meaning I'm an alpha female. Listen, I'm not, I'm not bowing to everybody. Okay. Fuck out of here. nigga. No, like what you mean? What are you, what are you talking about? Like, no, but if I trust you, that's something different. That means I can let you take over for a while. I can let you have the reins for a while because my brain does not shut off. Let me tell you something. There is no off switch to this shit. And it's, it, it gets off my nerves because when I lay down, the wheels are still turning. The mad tabs is open. Okay. Mad tabs. I have to, fit, I have to like literally tell myself, you got to calm down. You got to, you got to relax. You got to do this. And for some, and for some people, they need another person to do that for them. They need another person to come in and say, Hey, um, listen, I, I can take over for a while. Also for some people being a, being a submissive is a, a form of healing from, from former trauma. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to say, okay, these are the areas that I'm cool with with you touching. And these are the areas that I'm not cool with you touching for whatever reason. And it gives them a sense of power where that power was once taken, might've been taken from them in the past. So do I think that being a submissive hinders or furthers the feminist movement or agenda? I kind of think it furthers it really. I mean, in reality, because at the end of the day, even though the, the dominant person has the, you know, is, is the, the gas pedal, so to speak. The submissive is, is the brake. The motherfuckers can shut, shut all this shit down and take the keys out of the car and throw them shits in the bushes. Okay. Ain't never coming back on. So yeah, that's a, uh, so that's my thought on that. If you have any further questions regarding the subject, 
feel free to email back in response. I love talking about this stuff. Okay. So anyways, <laughs> thank you. Uh, what was your pseudonym? I gave uh, Carrie Bradshaw. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, girl. <laughs> All right. And now moving on to the wine about it segment. This is going to be hella short. This is going to be a really short episode. I can tell. <laughs> but the wine about it segment is for whoever the fuck came up with the time value of money equation. I don't know who did this. I probably should do some research on that. I don't know who did this, but I want you, I hope you're rotting in hell. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I don't, but I do want to gouge out your eyeballs myself because this is ridiculous. I really, I hate finance so much. I really do. And I, even though I am blessed to be able to go to school on taxpayer money. Thank you. Thank you, taxpayers. I, uh, I'm trying to go, I'm, I'm trying to get my MBA. Okay. Uh, with a concentration of, in human resources. Yeah. But I just, there's certain classes I just have no interest in taking. Financial management is just one of them. <laughs> like, I just don't want to do it. I was bad enough in undergrad. <laughs> like, it was, uh, I mean, even though I got an A in it, I barely got an A and it was awful. Like, I just wanted to pull my hair out every time. And it's funny because one of my friends, um, I was talking to her about it and she's like, uh, well, I mean, you're good with numbers. I was like, I am? No, like, no I'm not. Like, are you crazy? But, uh, I, I really just, I just hate it. I do. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I am good with numbers. I, it's not that I can't do the work because I can. I just don't want to. <laughs> like, so that's really what it comes down to. I, I really just don't want to. So my whine about a segment is really just... <sighs> financial management and business analytics as a whole. It's awful. I can see why people don't understand what the fuck is going on in the stock market. Cause this shit is like, it's like watching magic work. It's like, oh yeah, no, you put this number over here. You put this number over here, multiply by one, divide by two. Uh, yeah, no, to the 45th exponent. Like, excuse me, where did you even get that from? Like, who came up with this? Like, what alien came up with this? Cause let me tell you something, no human came up with this shit. Come on now, like get out of here. So <laughs> crazy. Um, anyway, so that's really just my whine about a segment. I'm just trying to pass. I'm just trying to get a B at this point. I mean, I, I'm sure I'm capable of an A and I'm going to try for an A. But uh, it has to be a B because that's the, you know, that's graduate school uh, rules. But I'm just annoyed. Really, really just annoyed at the amount of homework that I have to do. Which is another reason why this is going to be slightly shorter uh, than last week's episode. I still love y'all though. I promise I'm coming back. Okay, next uh, next week I'm gonna hit y'all with another hour and a half. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> so, anyways, moving on, uh, and now let's wrap up the show. All right, y'all. <laughs> we we made it, nigga. We made it. We did it. All right, episode eight in the books. You know, <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you so much, you guys, for staying and rocking with me another week. It's been an amazing ride. Um, I'm almost past the point of like pod burn. They say episode 10 is when it happens. I only got two more to go before I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm over that like little 10 episode hump. 
So thank you guys for affirming me. For those of you who stay in my ear and stay giving me positive vibes and stay posting my shit and, and stay sharing and liking and, and supporting, you don't know how much I truly adore and appreciate y'all. Some of y'all really fuck with me. Some of y'all fuck with me more than I fuck with me. That's really weird. I mean, like, it's weird that I don't fuck with me that, that tough, but I really do appreciate y'all. Like, you just really have no idea how much it means to me. Even even if somebody just be like, yo, I listened to podcasts, it was dope. What? All my, my little black ass heart just be like, oh my God. <laughs> so I really do appreciate y'all. Okay. And so y'all remember the questions, right? Y'all remember the questions. If it's not adding value, then why are we doing it? And if we're not adding value to someone else's life, then why are we there? It's really just the question. There are so many energy suckers out there. There are so many people who just like, they don't want to add no value to the space whatsoever. It's like, okay, you could be that way. Just be that way over there. <laughs> like, just, I can't have you by me because I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to do many things. So, um, I'm just really out here just trying to add value. Please do come back next week. Please remember to like, click, subscribe, share, repost, um, you know, stream this podcast wherever you consume your podcast content. Um, I can't wait to get back into reading the books because I have some books from uh, some old friends and, and colleagues that I really want to read on the show. Well, not just read, but, you know, kind of do a, synop- a synopsis like I did with the four agreements and um, time time management secrets so some of y'all got some really good information out of that and you know i want to get back to that for the value added conversations so this week was a little bit different because i just really wanted to just share the information because i know a lot of people have no idea where the fuck black history month come, came from i know i didn't so i was like you know what i'm gonna do a medium dive on this <laughs> okay very medium dive not a deep dive okay i ain't got time to be doing a deep dive because if i do deep dive it's gonna be you know gonna be mad deep so thank you guys for hanging out with me once again you are loved you are seen you are appreciated um hit me up if you i mean if you ever have any questions about anything how i did how i started this podcast how i did the artwork you know because i'm pretty much a one woman show over here i mean my husband helps me out uh in terms of he bought me a new mic which i still have yet to use because um I'm waiting for an attachment to come in. But other than that, and thank you, honey, for the new mic. <laughs> so, But other than that, it's a one-woman show around here. So, yeah, if you ever have any questions, please do feel free to hit me up. Um, all I, I, I just love to help people. It's really what I do. So, anyways, I done talked the whole song off. <laughs> all right, y'all. Y'all be blessed, all right? Peace.